Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change, but your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting, in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the green room. In this quick hit, we're taking a look at an artist that tied, then passed the Beatles in 1966 for weeks spent at the number one spot on the album charts. Who could achieve this monumental feat? Well, I'll give you a hint. It wasn't a rock band. Stay with us. You're listening to a 3324 podcast quick hit with Dean Legiro, where Dean shares stories and trivia about his favorite chart hits, actors, movies, and more. Welcome, friends, to this 3324 podcast quick hit. My name is Dean Legiro. Thanks for taking some time out of your, your busy day uh, to spend with us, where in our quick hits, I share trivia and fun little oddity items about the music and movies that we all grew up with and love. And this one is uh, is no different. Uh, before we get to it, though, join us on social media. We would love to interact with you there. You can find us at 3324podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So why don't you join us and, and join the conversation, won't you? We look forward to seeing you there. So we talk a lot about the Beatles in, in the quick hits, and we've definitely done a couple of podcast episodes about it. But, you know, the Beatles cast such a giant shadow that we can't help but probably talk in, about them and refer to them uh, multiple times. Uh, and I found a very interesting statistic recently that made me have to record this quick hit. It, it just had to happen. Uh, such a unique and, and interesting statistic from, from that year. So 1966, the Beatles were full on. Uh, Beatlemania was in full swing. They were dominating the charts. There was no two ways about it. Uh, and in one of our earlier podcasts about either our Sgt. Pepper album or Rubber Soul, we talk about the fact that in England, the Beatles would release albums and they would be released in their full form. But for the American market, the demand was so high for Beatle product that the albums would come over to the United States uh, and a couple of songs would be cut off of each album. And then the American market would create a brand new album that didn't exist out of anywhere with all these songs that were taking off, taken off of the other albums and were kind of cobbled them together into something else. So uh, in the American market, there were so many more Beatles albums than actually existed because they were made just for America. That being said, in 1966, the Beatles had three number one albums. Uh, two of them were, were proper albums. Uh, one was Rubber Soul. Uh, the second album they had to hit number one was an album called Yesterday and Today, which was one of those compilations of, of some of the singles and some tracks from Rubber Soul, and then they had uh, Revolver. So there was three number one albums that they had. And I'm going to break down the amount of weeks because it's kind of important. Um, Rubber Soul hit number one the week of January 8th, and it stayed there for six weeks. Yesterday and Today hit number one the week of July 30th, and it stayed for five weeks. 
And then Revolver hit number one the week of September 10th, and that stayed for six weeks. When you add all that up, you get uh, 17 weeks uh, worth of number one chart activity from, from the Beatles between their three albums. 17 total weeks out of the year were dominated by number one uh, albums by the Beatles, which is pretty impressive uh, for any artist. Uh, and it's not surprising that it, the Beatles would do it. But there was an artist that matched their chart stay and surpassed it by one week. Now, who could do that? In in the middle of the 60s, who could, who could best the Beatles at number one for albums? Well, it may surprise you that it was a trumpet player. Uh, Herb Albert and his band, the Tijuana Brass, known for, for jazzy, uh, pop covers, light, Latin-influenced instrumental music, was the one that did it. He was able to do it in 1966. He did it with three albums as well. So let's break down what Herb Albert did to unseat the Beatles, and he did it in a very interesting fashion. So he had three number one albums. His first album was Whipped Cream and Other Delights is the title. Um, that had already spent five weeks at number one in 1965, but that doesn't count for 1966. So on uh, January 1st, it was still number one for one week. Whipped Cream and Other Delights would re-enter the charts in February for another two weeks. Then, the album Going Places, which was released in 1965, would hit number one the week of March 5th for one week. It would then re-enter the charts on April 16th for an additional five weeks. If you see a pattern here, uh, it's going to stay with the next album. Then, in 1966, he did release an album called What Now My Love. It hit number one the week of May 28th, and it stayed for eight weeks. And then it would re-enter the chart on September 3rd for one week, which makes a, a total stay at the number one spot 18 weeks. One more week than the Beatles did. And, and Herb Albert did it a little bit differently. He would stay for a couple weeks, drop off the charts, and then his album would reappear for a week or so at number one. So it's a very interesting story as well that not only did his albums hit number one, but they would actually leave the charts and then bounce back again and, and give him a little extra push. If you're not familiar with Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass, you should really check them out. It's a lot of great 60s style instrumental trumpet music. Um, they're known for one of their, at the time, very risque covers, which is whipped cream and other delights. Uh, it's got a woman who is, who looks like she's covered in whipped cream and, and nothing else. Um, she's actually covered in a blanket and shaving cream, uh, cause whipped cream would not, uh, stand very well under the hot lights of a studio. Uh, it's an iconic album cover from the sixties, but the music inside is great. Uh, I've always been a Herb Albert fan just from from long time ago, probably because of my parents uh, having those records as well and uh, being exposed to it then. The other interesting thing about the Tijuana Brass is that the band actually didn't exist. Uh, it was Herb Albert would, would just overdub his trumpets uh, just slightly off so they would sound like there was more than one trumpeteer. And then he would use studio musicians, eventually uh, a group known as the Wrecking Crew, who we've, we've talked about in podcast episodes as well, most notably known for working with the Beach Boys on their Pet Sounds album. So this uh, group of high-class precision studio musicians was also working with Herb Albert. At one point, Herb Albert's Tijuana Brass got so uh, popular that he had to go out on tour. So in 1964, he actually did have to put together an actual band that would tour. Uh, and no longer uh, was a studio creation, and it had to be something that was being able to take out on the road. So there were uh, musicians hired that would become the, the what's known as the TJB. 
Um, so that's the story there. Just a couple of other tidbits about Herb Albert, who's had a really very interesting life. Um, if you're a record aficionado or you've ever looked at the label of a record, cassette, or CD, you may have heard of the record label A&M Records. Well, the A is Herb Albert. He is one of the founders of A&M Records, home to such artists as Janet Jackson, uh, The Carpenters, and Styx, and of course, uh, his own Tijuana Brass was the, uh, was the very first artist on the label. One final very interesting stat as well about the great Herb Albert. Um, he's the only musician to hit number one as a vocalist and as an instrumentalist. He, he sang one song vocally with the, with the TJB, uh, and it's a great song called This Guy's In Love With You, and that hit number one in 1968. Then, in 1979, Herb Albert would release an instrumental tune called Rise, which would hit number one in 1979. So the only artist to hit number one as a vocalist and as an instrumentalist and able to defeat the Beatles by staying at number one in 1966 for an incredible 18 weeks between three albums, besting the Fab Four by one week, but the same amount of albums released by both artists. An incredible and fun statistic that I just came to know, so I was... More than happy to share it with you. And now you've got some extra Beatles trivia uh, for your next conversation with your friends about music. So that's going to do it for this quick hit. Again, find us on social media. We're at 3324 Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Join the conversation there. We would love to interact with you. It means so much to us. Uh, and this is Dean thanking you for joining us. We will see you real soon. This has been a 3324 Podcast quick hit. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important, so please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation.